0: Hello oh, and welcome to that Park Live podcast and what you didn't just witness was a night at the Roxbury moment I just had with Beth. I don't know if she knew what uh, knows what I'm even talking about, but I, we forgot to say who's going to enter the episode and I was like, me, you, you, me, you.
1: <laughs> it was you. It was you. Welcome, everyone. I'm here. I'm here as well. You know what? I'm, I'm going to start this off. I'm here to talk about the real pandemic and okay. that is the eBayers at the World of Disney. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give my shout out now to uh, my girl Lillian, who I always want to call Jillian, but it's Lillian. <laughs> um (laughs) from wishing for disney and she had to leave the store today because she got so mad at them and i'm like look here's what we need to do i i told her she needed to go back with some salt and or red paint and just start throwing stuff on all the things they're buying because she's like you would not believe how many people were in there literally buying handfuls and handfuls of products she said i literally watched a guy first of all listen to this she said i literally watched a guy walk over to a rack Full of spirit jerseys, and he picked all of them up and put them in his wagon. And I'm like, I'm sorry, they're allowing wagons in? <laughs> like they're allowing people to bring in like these big things just to put all their merchandise in. And you can see people in the background of her stories too. So she was like, I got, I just got too so mad, I had to leave. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so if you want something, first of all, I love her Instagram because she does a good job of like showcasing mm. merch. She does a lot of merch stuff. So I'm like, girl, I love the merch. Um but it is hard when so she literally they had just put out some lounge fly backpacks and she was trying to walk over to like show them to us and you just like you just watch all the people grab them and walk away. She was like, Well, not gonna get to see that in oh, <laughs> like no. a few minutes. She left and she was like, I'm done, I'm done. But anyways, she goes into
0: detail on her yeah. stuff. Yes. And it's dangerous because Nicole doesn't have social media, at least not Instagram, so She'll borrow my phone sometimes to watch Lillian's thing. I'm like, oh, she doesn't have one today. She had one today. I just there's no need to see all the merchandise she cuz she's going to want to buy stuff.
1: I know. It's all well, and those are the best ones when there's new things. So, obviously, all the Halloween stuff is out now, so she was trying to like show everybody what they have. Um, but you know, half of it's like swiped up in a minute, so <laughs> she's trying to get what she could. Yeah. Um, so she's actually there now for her like second um her second trip. I'm sorry. Doug is farting. Is recording? Oh. he's like recording something or i don't know i can hear him in the other room i think he's recording something he's trying to be quiet but he's really loud <laughs> and i'm like what is happening in there uh for those of you who don't know my husband also does a podcast and um they do a lot of spoofing on their podcast so he was doing some acdc spoofing today <laughs> um but anyways moving on we got Disney things to talk about yeah
0: we have uh an exciting topic talking about some unique and jobs you probably didn't even know existed <laughs> Jobs at yeah. Disney. Before we talk about that, I do want to talk about my weekend because Nicole and I and Reba did another Reba. stay at the cabins at Fort Wilderness, which yes. is a great kind of staycation resort. If you're local or if you just want to stay somewhere and not feel pressured to go to the parks and still have things to do or at least to be like immersed in an environment, Fort Wilderness is probably that resort. And um, I will say, though, oh, I this love was the it. first time I had to call the resort because my room wasn't ready on time. Now, I'm aware oh, yeah, that-
1: I see your thing that you posted where it was like, your, oh, room's yes. not ready yet. your room's not ready yet, your room's not ready yet.
0: So you know you can give your, do the online check-in and online check-in is, it was always kind of pre- preferred, but it's certainly more suggested now. There's mm-hmm. a push for it so you can totally avoid the the check-in process, right? Less contact, cool, I'm on board. I like doing it anyway and so continue doing it. So you can put yeah. your phone number in and text you when your room is ready. I got no less than 13 text messages throughout the day on Saturday, letting me know that I should be patient and that my room is not ready. And we'll reach back out in 60 minutes at the latest. But then I would get like two more right after that within five minutes, but not not necessarily a complaint. Just like, man, they really wanted me to know that my room was not ready. And at some point it's like, are you mocking me? Are you we're just sorry, sitting there? We're
1: really sorry. We're sorry. Really we're even
0: sorry. more sorry than we were four minutes ago, but your room still is ready. I now so I know that. Well, it was like three 30 and I know check-in starts at three, but in okay. all of my life, only one other time in checking in a resort was it that the room wasn't ready until the start of the checkout time that was the grand floridian the day we got married but when we were busy so it was fine oh my gosh and uh and i get it and i know the villas usually take a little bit longer because there's like more to do and the cabin's like a, a different type of room than than a regular room let's say and i wasn't frustrated or anything i was like no wait a second this is like longer than usual and yeah. uh, and I called guest services and they're very nice. They said they're probably just behind. I'm like, okay, fine. And and within I called at three o'clock. It was like you know like three ten. And by three thirty they were I finally got the text and we were on our way and we, we went there. They're
1: like, look, he is on the phone and I don't know if you know this, but he is a famous Disney podcaster <laughs> and we need to put him in his room.
0: <laughs> I as much as I would like that, I would ultimately just feel guilty about that. We had a great yeah. time though. We uh yeah. what did we do? How was the weather? How was the weather? The weather was hot as Balls. as body parts yeah as balls <laughs> and uh we really didn't do a whole lot during the day because it was i mean it was hot and we Still were hot. back at home because the room wasn't ready but um we cooked our dinner in the in the room because it, it is a basically a full kitchen in there and uh the night before though we went to dinner with cody of it's the Kremlin's, who we've had on here at least a couple of yeah. times and i'm sure i mentioned them the fun thing about having friends who listen to your podcast by the way is mm-hmm. that now he's listening to this and he's hearing me talk about him but he can't respond to me. So let me tell you all right. of Cody's secrets right now. His <laughs> personal phone number is area code. I don't even know what area code he is. Um, it could be. He's in Texas. I feel like it's something with a nine. Anyway, um, we went to the Grand Floridian Cafe and had another excellent meal where three of the four of us had the fried chicken because it is excellent. I
1: know. That's on excellent. my list for you know whenever we ever get to go back. But that's like so ever, good. ever. Maybe in like two years ever. It's
0: so good. <laughs> And yeah. the only other thing I want to mention is that today, today, I happened to spend some time at Disney's Riviera Resort. Mm-hmm. And if you're um, following along on Instagram and your Patreon, you saw some behind-the-scenes offices stuff okay. of what rooms look like when they get converted to office space, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, I was back there today, and you won't believe who else was there.
1: Was it Mickey Mouse?
0: Close enough. Josh DeMauro was there, who is... Uh-huh president of parks and resorts he's a big he's a big deal he recently was president of Walt disney world and then got upgraded one and bob Iger was there oh and i obviously was out on the was on the lookout for them so i didn't see them but they were there (laughs) there had been sightings throughout the day but they were not there for the 90 minute period i was there at the resort yeah um You're like, I was uh,
1: will somebody just tell me where he is and I'll go stalk him myself. Thanks. Yeah,
0: well they just they both seem like n- nice guys and I don't know them personally at all obviously. <laughs> um but I was really hoping to see them but maybe next time. Maybe Joshy and Bobby. We'll be around uh, next well, time. The I'm ending
1: around. of that story really sucked. So moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just Jesus.
0: So uh, we do have uh, our big topic today of unique yes. Disney jobs. We have our usual news, history, a quote. Hey, I'm. I got some jokes if we have some time toward the Ooh, end of the I show. Love jokes. Yes, and they're not. Well, like I don't I have any knock knock. Who's there? Or okay. they're a little bit different so, today.
1: They're not dad jokes, is what you're saying.
0: They probably some of them are. Yes, okay. could be. Okay could be yeah
1: um yeah so this topic kind of came up because i was originally like i kind of want to highlight some um cast members but i also feel like there's probably a lot of weird disney jobs out there that people don't know existed so it was kind of hard to find stuff
0: yeah i mean you may know out there if you've been on disney plus you probably have seen the clips from one day at disney If you've been Mm -hmm. at a resort recently or at a gift shop or at a store, you see the big book there that they sell one day at Disney. And we did, I definitely took some information from there. I don't expect that every single person listening to this has read the entire book back to front. And uh, I would actually guess that you haven't read it. So we did a little bit of the work for you. And we're going to highlight some of the ones we found in there. And I know we found some articles online too that, that pointed it out. And I was telling Beth that the strange thing about right now is typically, as a cast member, I have access obviously to the public job listings but i would also have uh access to the internal job postings right but there aren't any because a lot of people are a lot of casts are still furloughed and they're not exactly doing a lot of hiring i mean there's always going to be a need for certain things you know yeah Um, but so it was it was tough so i I have a feeling that we may be revisiting this once um we're at a part where we're doing hiring but the list i think that we found today has some interesting yeah, I onion. feel like
1: there's going to be a lot. So I definitely think this could be like, we could have a part do Part due. Part, um, de. part de, uh, Because what I envisioned was you going into your system maniacally yes. and finding all these things. And then it was like, oh yeah, but that's like not a thing right now. Not so a thing right really now. So I'm but, like, can you just like hack into the system and figure out what all the jobs are and just find sure. weird ones? <laughs>
0: I'll put on my hacking gloves. with That's yeah. like that's the gloves where the fingers are still sticking out, you know?
1: Yes, We we did have some other ones that we found uh, that I didn't really know existed or things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess somebody does have to do that. Yeah. Interesting. So Um, so. let's
0: start with one that we probably have heard of before, or at least I'm guessing that you would when I say this, you'd be like, oh, of course. So there is a role and, and this person is called a senior facilities coordinator of holiday services. Incidentally I happened to be near the holiday services building quite a bit last week, just didn't get to go in because that's not why I was there. But I saw the outside yeah. of it. So I think all my stories are, are today are gonna be like, I'm gonna lead you and then at the end of the like, but I didn't actually experience yeah. that thing. Yeah. Bob Iger Thanks was there, didn't see that. them. Went to the holiday services building, didn't go in it. I heard he was there. I heard he didn't, was there. He couldn't have been there. Didn't see him. So obviously it's I was over by there, but I didn't go didn't in. Didn't go in. <laughs> I saw the building. <laughs> that's closer than most people. Um <laughs> So anyway, I
1: was ride that ride, but then I didn't Yeah, ride.
0: I was going to go to Magic Kingdom the other day, but oh, they wouldn't I let me that.
1: in. I was going to eat that snack, but then I no. didn't
0: eat it. So, whoops. We were going to do a podcast today, but now we're not.
1: Now we're not. Mm. Beth really pissed me off. Anyway, okay.
0: I was doing a pregnant pause, as they say, to see if people thought the, pre- <laughs> the episode ended. Okay, so uh, this person <laughs> is um, in charge oh. of a lot of things, and you could probably figure this this mm-hmm. stuff out, right? But. Uh, in the in the book one of someone in yeah, this let's role talk
1: about how broad some of these job titles are I'm like that in itself is broad and then they're like of uh, like hashtag of holiday things yes <laughs> it's like well uh, that's a lot that's yes. a lot Karen yeah so,
0: so um, this job was described as uh, buying and receiving everything that you see in the parks for Christmas and Halloween and I actually really do think this is everything so someone that does well, this
1: well, and let's let's point out that these are not eBayers. These are yeah. not people that actually get paid for that stuff.
0: <laughs> yes. Things are ordered and brought in to Disney for yeah. uh, decoration. So this, yeah. this person uh, is in charge of all kinds of things. They oversee a whole bunch, including the 40 and 50 foot tall trees that you see in the icon areas of the parks. Like when you walk into the park, there's the big giant Christmas tree. They say there are miles of lights, hundreds of boxes of ornaments, and thousands of of clips and bolts and ties and things that hold all of these decorations together mm. in all four parks and resorts. Seems like a lot of stuff to be. Like,
1: how many assistants does this lady That's have? That's the
0: thing. I mean, and, just, and get this. So, you know, I have seen some of the warehouse a little bit and it's gigantic and then it's described in the book as gigantic. They say that the boxes are stacked three levels high. So I don't exactly know how tall each level is, but like just imagine it's like just shelves and shelves. They do also put little pieces of material on some of the outsides of the box. so You know, what's in the box without having to go into it, which I'm sure saves them a ton of time. Yeah. Um, They do also consider it a year round job because I've thought about this and I was like, well, what do the holiday people? So Christmas and Halloween decoration people do in what you could call the off season or at least not those seasons. Right. Because, I mean, August through December, January is like half a year or less. Right. So what about the other half of the year? Well, it turns out the other half of the year, they're actually just constantly refreshing the old stuff, looking into buying new stuff and possibly buying new stuff. When
1: I'm sure they're like testing things, making yeah. sure things are working. I mean, one light goes no out. One likes, yeah. Right. Like no one wants to unravel the lights when they're trying to actually decorate. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, those uh, like 3,000 lights we strung together. Right. Uh, well, one of the bulbs is out. So they're all out. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: there's a workshop behind the warehouse that they say is set up like a auto repair shop. So they have about a dozen bays filled mm-hmm. with benches and tool chests and normally where there'd be like, you know, a car suspended up on like a lift kind of thing. Yeah. Instead hanging from the ceiling in some of them are strands of garland and even maybe lights and stuff that's all hand inspected. So like they pull some down, look it over inch by inch yeah. and then just continue the process probably for months if I had to take a so guess. Some
1: people get to like hang out and mess with holiday stuff all year. Just round. all year Little they're callus. just which I'm sure another job within that department is probably like some kind of technician that are um, electrician, I guess. Yeah. That has to fix all the lights and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that's another cool job.
0: Yeah. I mean, that they're just tanking you know, around. like
1: Roy, Roy, who's retired from the Navy, he just, <laughs> that's what he does. And no one gets his job until he dies. Yeah. One of those type things. <laughs> Cause that sounds cush to me.
0: And that's it for my senior facilitators, coordinator, holiday services, Walt Disney World.
1: Yeah. What a title. Um, okay, the first one that I have is is pretty short, but it's Animal Keeper. Yeah, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, I sent. Is something happening? How is
0: that playing? You hear that, <laughs> right? Hold on, yes. it's a miracle because the music's playing. You, I truly don't know. Animal keepers do. <laughs>
1: are you ready for a miracle? Anyway, oh, I truly
0: don't know how that happened.
1: This is, I mean, it's, it's a great job. Yeah. Who knew? Whatever. I would love that. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, they have to do a lot of interacting with the animals and teaching them like kind of cues so they don't freak out when they have to go see the vets. And they have to watch a lot of their daily behaviors because they said that animals tend not to show many signs of illness until they're actually really ill. So they have to watch them constantly to like figure out if they're acting differently because they may be sick.
0: Do you think they're also closely monitoring their poo?
1: Probably. Because they I'm say sure that they a that's a samples. window
0: in, into the health system.
1: Yes, I'm sure they do a lot of... But, I mean, they're not going to highlight that in this article of like, well, she picks up poop half the time, but <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like... And they do other stuff, too. Like, this one woman that they were highlighting, they're like, she's also a species survival plan coordinator, so she does that as well for specific animals. Um, but the keepers, mainly... That's why I think a lot of times when you're on the safari ride, you'll kind of just see, uh, you'll see some of them just around, and they're literally just standing there by themselves with like a, you know, like a um clipboard. Yeah. I cannot talk tonight. I always say this, uh, with a clipboard, and they're making notes and stuff by themselves. And you're like, what are they doing? They're probably one of the keepers, and they're just watching behavior.
0: That's what they want you to think, but little do you know, At Beth, room. they're running an animal nightclub, and that's just the that's VIP right. list that they're checking against.
1: <laughs> Through. I was wondering what that uh like red rope was for. Um <laughs> with the clippies and they I'm like what is got that a velvet
0: one? rope out there? But
1: also, some people um don't realize too that they have like uh stations where they have cameras everywhere like mm-hmm. in every part of the park too. Um like every pen that the animals are in so they can sit and watch that too. That was on one of the Disney specials. It was uh she was watching like the alligators, but basically she was like at a command station and there's all these screens that are showing different angles of the alligators and part of her job is to sit there and kind of watch them all day and like see what they're doing and make notes and I don't know talk about all that stuff but I thought well that's kind of a like I'm always curious like I know that they had had this job I guess but was like what is what does that exactly mean because I'm sure there's a lot you know there's they have vets and they have all kinds of people that work at Animal Kingdom in that like type of capacity I guess yeah
0: I'm sure they have to right because that's not going to run itself
1: but it's just called an animal
0: keeper. Animal keeper.
1: Picture species, if you will.
0: Um, this one has nothing to do with animals. Turns it. out, and actually.
1: Greg. Oh, did y'all hear that? Greg hates animals.
0: No, Sorry. I did not say that. I don't hate animals, <laughs> and I know Reba listens to this. You know, Reba, our dog.
1: Reba, so help. no offense. Listen up, Reba. Listen, Reba. Call me. I'll take care of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, she had a great time at Fort Wilderness. Of the three of us, she probably had the yeah. best time. So many different walkways for her to sniff. She was loving it.
1: Um, I heard she was getting all the dogs riled up.
0: Oh yeah! If you were watching the video on our Instagram, on the let's say the public facing Instagram,
1: she was shaking her booty, and everyone, all the other dogs were like, "Hey, girl!" Hey. <laughs> I forgot I heard-
0: to, I forgot to mention. So, if you did see our story uh, on that Park Live podcast Instagram account over the weekend, and I was walking and I paused to quote, um, "crack my neck." Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone heard it, but it sounded a little uh, amped up. Oh. I was just I was stepping on a pine cone. I didn't really I didn't have to crack my neck.
1: Oh my
0: gosh! I thought it was funny. and I don't think anyone else did. <laughs> it was funny, Greg. It was
1: really funny. Well, we typically
0: someone will like don't respond get down on yourself. It
1: was so funny. No,
0: stop that right now. But typically <laughs> someone will laugh, right? And not, I didn't get one. Like I don't think I got one. The
1: crying eyes emoji. Something, and
0: like I was p- like, oh, I'm literally the only one who thinks that's funny. But I don't care. You don't need to laugh at me. I will continue to laugh at myself. I've done it my whole life. They're so, just
1: jealous, Greg. They're just jealous. Don't you just, worry? They're totally Everyone? jealous. Everyone? Really jealous of you. Also, I bet all those dogs were telling Reba about the nightclub. Oof,
0: yeah, the nightclub over at, at And she's AK. like
1: looking around, like, "Well, I'm with my freaking parents. I'm not going to." My dad won't sneak leave me out. alone. My yeah, God. I can't sneak out.
0: Maybe she did sneak out. She I tried to. She a- speaking of sneaking <laughs> out, she almost ran out of our room. That was a, a fun time.
1: Well, where do you think she was trying to go, Greg?
0: Right to the nightclub at Animal Kingdom Club Kingdom. Is that the name of it <laughs> uh i would think it might be yes there's club kingdom and then a certain group of other people hang out at pride rock and then you have like the st- well maybe maybe it's the stoners are hanging out on the anyway so uh let's talk about a role over at walt disney imagineering called an associate research scientist in development mm-hmm. okay sounds a little okay. nerdy right yeah. it almost yeah. sounds unexciting but yeah. This is how... Tell us why it's exciting. This is why it's exciting. So this is a question that they're looking to answer in this department and specifically this one person that's highlighted in One Day at Disney. The question is, what would happen if you took one of the audio animatronics from Pirates of the Caribbean, tossed him 65 feet in the air, and watched him gracefully somersault into a safety net? That's their vision. They think that that is something that could happen. So if you've ever seen those clips on YouTube of someone testing yeah, out audio-animatronic cool. acrobats. That's this. Yeah. That's this dude.
1: Which was on one of the specials that they did, too. Yeah.
0: So there's a whole bunch of information here that I, yeah, I could, that I want to mention.
1: Re- yeah, I was like, because I don't remember why they do that.
0: So they say that it's not really meant to replace human actors, but rather mm-hmm. it's to work as stunt doubles for audio-animatronics. So although they didn't okay. specifically say which characters they're thinking of, what if... They were to do something like at Pirates because, in the let's say, the attraction Pirates of the Caribbean, there aren't human actors there already. But what right. if they wanted to have an explosion on a boat in that first room after the drop and someone, a pirate, flies off the boat and lands in the water? I'm just giving an example. Right. I'm not saying that's coming to that attraction. So maybe it's right. things like that where they wouldn't necessarily need a human to do that, right? It's, it's interesting, right? And so
1: then, don't, they, don't they use the, some of those? They use them in movies.
0: Yes, I think this is more trying to do it like in real life application because in movies, it's probably a combination of robots and then it's like CGI to be more smooth. So it's not like this. They want the robot to do the whole thing to look like it's real.
1: Like there's a lot of math involved.
0: Yeah, maybe. So they said that it started out by throwing sticks and bricks, just throwing objects. And then from there, that progressed into human looking robots and the Mm -hmm. the picture. And then the way they describe it is think of it like a C-3PO kind of a thing where like it's clearly not a human but right. it's like a human shaped robot if that makes sense yeah. like you can yeah. tell it's not a human but it resembles one they also refer to this as stuntronics stuntronics okay. which is kind of interesting yeah
1: that's actually the name of the nightclub yeah um,
0: <laughs> club stuntronics <laughs> um the cast members that are responsible for this or have been working on this team have really been a part of a lot of the advancements in audio animatronics like the shaman at the navi river journey over in pandora at animal kingdom yeah uh you can't toss her i know we're not supposed to talk about how much a lady weighs but that shaman <laughs> weighs about two tons so they're not going to be slinging her into the air anytime soon yeah no definitely not no so she I just... don't
1: need to be slung around she just needs to sit in her little Weirded, crisscross
0: applesauce which oh, is I'm an adult should. I shouldn't have to say that
1: I know thank you thank you for saying that <laughs> Yes. Um, um, but, but anyway
0: yes so I just think it's so fascinating that there is someone who's considered part of the Disney family and like this right. is their main project is tossing robots into the air making them look graceful right and they're like so, just part of the cast you know they're on the right. back end side of it but still they're just part of the part of the whole show here they're like
1: what did you do at work today hun? I mean I just you know blew a bunch of robotics around again (laughs) did a lot of math also a lot of math um was that it for that one yeah okay this one's not as glamorous but it's still a thing uh it's design manager uh soft lines product development
0: Hmm.
1: merch designer so these are basically the people that design the merchandise yeah uh which is anything wearable that includes accessories so hats and sunglasses and shoes and all the things um and so obviously there's a bunch of these but I guess it's a uh, like I, I would think that would be a little bit high stress because you're creating products that people are going to buy in the stores that all the eBayers are going to buy. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's a measure of success for someone in this role. How many yeah. of my products wound up on eBay immediately?
1: Right, um, but it's interesting because, like, as the this article that I was reading, she was talking about how it's not it's not like I'm just designing a. A lunchbox. I'm designing a lunchbox that looks like a camper that Mickey would have probably gone camping in. Hmm. So they do take a lot of pride in their work. And um, again, it's just another one of those like meticulous type things. Like Disney puts a lot of effort into almost everything. Nothing is, nothing is like half assed.
0: No, it truly isn't.
1: No, that's one of the jobs design manager for softline products development. I
0: mean, think about it. You enter a shop, World of Disney, you know, Mouse Gear Emporium, and you're just surrounded. But all these things, and we probably take that for granted in the beginning yeah. or maybe all the time that someone had to sit down and use their old noodle and come up with yeah. it. And it's not just like put in a randomizer and just spits out an idea like someone has to right. sit down and think about what would a guest actually want. And I'm sure it goes through some type of like survey process or like focus group thing where before we see it, it's been okayed by like a bunch of people already. Right. Yeah. But someone has to sit down and do this. And that's this is like their main job is to sit right. there and conceive and eventually design and get it put out there. All the stuff that I could probably point to things in this room mm-hmm. that someone in that role sat down and was like, oh, I'm going to make this. And now here's here's Greg on that Park Life podcast staring at right. it while he's recording a Disney podcast.
1: Well, and how cool to like walk into a store and be like, yeah, I made that and I did this and I've done that. Like these are all the projects I've worked on. Yeah. I think that make people so happy.
0: Makes so many people happy. Yeah. makes Does not make my wallet happy. Um No. Let's go international for a moment, if you will, because this is something that we have at the parks here, but it seems like they take it a little more seriously over at Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And the name of this role is a pavement art team leader. So pavement pavement art is that thing where they bundle up the end of the broom, dip it in their bucket of water, and then draw a big Mickey on the side of the road and uh they have about 20 of them at hong kong disneyland this isn't their um it's it's this particular customer's role to oversee that team but they are still part of the custodial staff they are doing their normal cleaning duties the um when they're not doing their normal cleaning duties which they say is about an hour a day they get to do this performance which is to sit there and and do the the artwork on the uh on the pavement there or whatever concrete Mm mm-hmm they say they can, if they're able and willing, able to incorporate birthday cakes and other items if they learn of a guest celebration of some kind. So they don't just always draw a Mickey or a Goofy. Sometimes they're drawing other things to engage and to pull people in. They say that it could take about 35 minutes with a broom and a bucket sometimes to create some of the images that they do, some of the art portraits on the uh, on the ground, which is interesting. So I know yeah. that we do it here, although I think it's more... I, I get the impression it's more of like a whim kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, like if somebody can do it, they'll do it. Yes. I didn't know that it was an actual like position. Yeah. Like as a title.
0: Yes. Like this guy, he is the pavement art team leader. Like he is in charge yeah. of this team to make sure it that while sounds, they're,
1: it sounds like one of those, like, what did you major in in college? I majored in like, in pavement art In pavement art.
0: <laughs> what does that mean? You, you dunk your broom in some water. Anyone Look can it say up. it like it's that. It's a
1: real job at yeah. Disney. Yes.
0: It's like I got paid for this.
1: That's right. Aspirations, man. Aspirations. That's. I mean, that's all you need. No, but I had always wondered about that. I just thought that it was custodians that like they just could do it. Yeah. Have a side yeah. skill. Yeah. yeah. Like they just didn't know how to do it. I didn't realize it was a thing. So it's a thing. now that I know it's like a thing over there, I guess they just don't have enough people in like at Disney world or Disneyland.
0: Yeah. They maybe to- they didn't really say why it's not as like defined uh-huh. here. Maybe it's just that we have more cultural more things. cast. I mean, more guests walk in than Maybe they're saying Americans are dirty and disgusting, and we're they're actually too busy cleaning half of them.
1: No, I bet it. I bet it really is just like an artistic cultural type thing. Yeah, like probably. We're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But over there, they're like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: that that little uh, concrete artwork is good. But where where do you guys sell hot dogs? You need to know.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, the next one that I have. Is foreman computer ride show tech. Hmm. And this one's I have them all over. This one's a, uh, that I looked up was Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, these are the guys that typically work at night. They uh, a normal shift is usually about eight p.m. to dawn, so they okay. work all through the night. So I guess that's considered third shift. Um, and they walk around and they check almost everything in the park to so, like make sure they're working correctly. Um, I think they said it. They go out. They have about a, a team of like twenty twenty people plus apprentices apprentices. Um, And they, like, whatever area that they're responsible for, they go out and they literally, like, look and check everything. Like, are lights working right? Are, is music and sounds, are all those things working correctly? What, does everything look like it's supposed to look and work how it's supposed to work? So I thought that was pretty cool because most people don't realize, like, Disney never really closes. Mm -hmm. Um, They have people in the parks 24 hours a day. Um, And that usually things are checked nightly. So they'll go on rides and stuff too and check and make sure things are going well there.
0: Yeah. And we uh, often take that kind of stuff for granted too.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it just think about, you know, when you're on a ride and so, you know, some people get nervous. Well, oh, well, things break down and stuff. And I'm like, they're literally checked like every night,
0: every it's, day, yeah. every night.
1: There's things that are looked at all the time, constantly that you just don't realize. Um, and I think that's one of the things that keeps them above a lot of other places. I mean, I don't know how things were at your previous your previous theme park we job. did
0: check we did check the ride so like at night well no before when we opened in the morning the maintenance right. team would check it first and then the ride operator would check it against so There's always two yeah. points of checking
1: yeah so i mean some of that stuff i think legally you have to do but yes. i think obviously disney takes everything to the next level so i'm sure but i mean it can be any any kind of aesthetic you can think of that's what they're out there looking at
0: i think that's cool yeah Um, i only have one more on my list and i don't have a whole big explanation here but just just know that disneyland paris has a fruit and vegetable sculptor that's it that's the only thing i'm going to tell you about it that's the job yes that's the whole entire thing
1: um is it my turn again yeah (laughs) okay i was looking at my notes here okay so these are other ones that i just wanted to mention i don't have like a ton of notes on these but Things that you don't think about. One is called the Roastmaster. Yeah. So this is the person that oversees the slow roast pig for the luau at the Polynesian Resort. I mean, that's like what their job is. Yeah. Because that's like an all-day thing. So you have to like, you know, you have to like dig the pit and make sure the, like the pig is roasted correctly and all those things. That's the job. The roast master.
0: Dig the pit.
1: Dig the pit. I mean, I'm sure it's already been dug out, but you know what I mean. I want that job. No, I don't want that job. It sounds like a hot job. You got something else? No,
0: keep going. I like your list.
1: Okay, the next one is Pyrotechnics Expert. We don't even think about this, right? No. Um, These are the guys that basically take care of like all the pyrotechnics, like firework shows and stuff. Um,
0: They blow crap up.
1: Basically, yeah. It says if, and if you catch fire, you can just jump into the l- lagoon and save yourself. Oh, awesome. So if you like blowing up <laughs> stuff, if you like blowing up stuff, I mean, it's like if you're really into pyrotechnics... You know, some kids you're like, oh gosh, he's a real like pyro. Yeah. Um, there is a job for you at Disney, and you can do that with all the. I don't know if you have you ever seen like the the little island things where they have all the fireworks set up.
0: It's it's so funny you we're talking about this because we went up to the top of the world lounge observation deck on Friday after dinner, and uh, Bailey's nope Cody's wife Bailey was asking where they shoot the fireworks off, so we were like trying to see it was dark. So yeah. I've driven by the back of the Magic Kingdom area before, but I didn't go in. And uh, so I've seen I've seen it there, and I know that they they do set off obviously with uh, former illuminations and Mm -hmm. well I guess not really current Epcot Forever because there isn't a current. I mean you can see that much much easier because you're only like so far away from it. Um, it's it's its own space behind Magic Kingdom. It's the only thing that happens right there basically is just fireworks getting set off. it's
1: like slabs with like PVC pipes and stuff. All kinds of tubes. Yep. A lot of tubes where they shoot everything off, and of course everything's hooked up to you know, like these big boards yep. um, where they hit buttons and things go off. So it, like, that's a big spectacle when it comes down to it. But, you know, I'm like, there are people that that's their full-time job. Yeah. And so. it's
0: computerized, obviously, but the loading of it is is a little bit more manual, yeah. right? There are people doing this. I would feel so much pressure. Yeah. And maybe they don't because they've just well, been doing it you for so probably, long.
1: But... You, like we probably would notice if something didn't happen. Uh, but you know, sometimes stuff happens like something gets stuck and it doesn't go off correctly. And like, yeah. somebody's got to run over and mess with it. You know, sometimes wiring isn't perfect. So you got to have somebody that I guess that's trained in those things. I don't yeah. even know what, like what the, what is the schooling even? Look like? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, what kind of degree do you have? Yes. Or how, how many you, fingers
0: are I, you missing? Yeah. From all like,
1: of this? I don't even know how you would begin to like learn that trade. I guess it would literally just be an apprenticeship into like a Probably, job. Yeah. Um, but, okay, the next one I have is Disney Look Specialist. Yes. This is people that get paid to make sure that everyone looks neat and pretty, a.k.a. presentable. Yes. So they literally walk around the park and make sure that everyone is, like, done up the way they're supposed to be, that buttons are where they need to be, that their shirts are neatly pressed, and that everyone has, like, the Disney look. Um, And that basically means that they look friendly enough. Yes. Uh, from this article I was reading, it says, that means that someone who looks friendly enough to sell you a balloon on Main Street so I'm like, um, basically, you get to walk around and judge everybody all day.
0: You are, you are a little bit of an assessor, if you will. Um, yeah. The Disney look is a real thing. We have access mm-hmm. to a digital copy of the Disney lookbook. And in it is every single role um, that that's costumed anyway. And it tells you what the costume should look like when you're wearing it. Um, yeah. Like down to how far you have to pull up your socks or not. And right. in my previous role, I'm not costumed <laughs> now. But when I was costumed... Um, we had to wear white socks that went above the ankle. Now, I don't really have any of those. I always have like the barely there or yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So like, you have to like, you have to wear your dad's socks, basically. It's a bit of like an IRS audit kind of a vibe. Yes. Um, but, I, but the reason why I like it is it helps keep everybody accountable because mm-hmm. if I have to wear ankle socks up above my ankle, then so does everyone else. And oh, honestly, wow. if you think about it, if you go, I'm going to say to any other Amusement park, and honestly, any other business that has uniforms or costumes or whatever mm-hmm. you call it, um, there's a difference at Disney versus others. I mean, our costumes and the way we present them f- overall, for the most part, seem to be more uniform and consistent person yeah. to person. They, uh, every single uh, skipper on the Jungle Cruise has the super high-waisted, up-to-their-chin cargo shorts. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So and I, and I If appreciate I'm going to look that. frumpy, we're all going to look frumpy. Yeah. As a guest, I appreciate that because it makes you forget that they're actually, at least for me, and I can't speak for everybody, but I kind of forget that they're in a, quote, uniform, and I actually like, yeah. it helps you forget that they're individuals and they are more of like a team of people, and I, I kind of, I like that.
1: As much as I want to say that it doesn't matter, it's like it does matter. It
0: does matter. I think it makes a difference.
1: And I'm sure having that job is kind of thankless, but it's like it look, has to be thankless. Got to, somebody's got to do it. I mean, you can't have like Chris over here looking like a slob. Yeah. And then everyone, you know what I mean? And everyone else is.
0: Is doing and that ain't right nobody, right ain't
1: nobody else got time to deal with Chris and his sloppiness. No. So they're like, <laughs> we need someone that will walk around and tell people for us. What to
0: and do. honestly, those are the people who know the, the look inside out. Cause they, I mean, there are so many different looks, so many areas, so yeah. many spots to work that like one person can't know if they have to have a team move.
1: That's right. Um, the last one I have is safety auditor. Yeah. So we kind of talked a little bit about this cause that kind of goes into that other job, but this is more on the safety side, but basically these are people that, that get paid to make sure that all the attractions in the parks are super safe. Yes. So they go around to each attraction, they make sure everything is in tip top shape, everything's working correctly for safety reasons, not necessarily aesthetics. So like, you know, there's more, I think the other group that we were talking about mm-hmm. is maybe more aesthetics. Yep. This is more of like the actual safety of the ride. Um, and they have to make sure that everyone is following guidelines yeah. as well so not only are they checking your outfit the entire time you're working they're also (laughs) watching to make sure you're doing everything correctly for safety
0: they're always watching i do want to point out that in addition to ride safety there are other areas of um safety teams including Mm -hmm. one that i met the other day and her official title is i had to look it up is associate safety professional So in addition to I bet you I don't know if her if her role exactly includes park stuff because she is I know she focuses on resorts, but I'm sure that like other members or branches off of her team do the park stuff. But um, what she does and what she's responsible for is has been increased due to the pandemic, because Mm -hmm. now part of her role is to do some physical distancing measurements. Right. And she came to our office and our, do- our door outside is locked. So she called the number and have an answer and all that. And I, you know, so I went down to let her in. We were, we were talking and um, part of her role now is to come in and see where one cast member sits in, in relation to another and then measure the gap in between them because we have an area in our um, operation where some cast members are sitting down to make calls to guests after they check into their room. And she went over there and checked it. And sure enough, they were about nine feet apart. And she went to do like the height of the cubicle divider, and I asked her. I was like, "What is the criteria for that? Like, what? Like, just out of curiosity, so that I know in case anyone asks or if we does ever decide to change anything, like, how tall does it have to be?" Right. And they say, "As long as it's, I think, 35 inches tall from where like the guests, from where the cast members like head is."
1: Which like makes the, zero sense. You're like, what's the uh, what is the medical research behind that?
0: Yeah, I guess it but must she's be like, like I don't know.
1: This is my job.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, then she probably doesn't know the yeah. the research behind it. But I was like, oh, what an interesting thing. Like, I'm sure she didn't wake up one day thinking, you know what? I can't wait to find out how tall a oh, cubicle gosh. divider is. I know. Then, I can sure
1: imagine enough, that it was like all hands on deck with the safety teams. Yeah. And then some. I'm sure they were hiring people over there.
0: Maybe. I mean, or if not, they were probably working OT. Um, she's yeah. very nice to be clear, and I didn't—I intentionally didn't mention her name. Maybe she listens. She probably doesn't listen, and hey uh, girl. she's very nice. She's very nice. <laughs> um, so that's that it. Was so not like that. if uh, if if you like this, maybe we'll do a part two because there are there actually are a ton of interesting and unique, yeah. and we'll probably find some more. You probably didn't know this existed type stuff. Um, yeah. but if you happen to know anyone who does one of these weird things or something we didn't mention, feel free to let us know. We'll look into it. And we'll mention it on part two.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I like learning more about the backstage stuff because these are just things we don't think about. And also yeah. their jobs. I'm like, I could do that. I would like that. Not having to really deal with people face to face. I would like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna move down and be Joe's apprentice at the holiday shop. Is there you he, go? He's the electrician at the holiday shop. Or I'm you gonna could go
0: Blow crap up behind Magic Kingdom. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's very true.
0: All right. I think you got a nug, right? Do you have I one? Have a oh, okay. Well, then we'll let's do it.
1: Chew it up. Cheese nuggets.
0: Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth.
1: I just want to hear the music a little bit more.
0: Uh. What? I couldn't hear you. Say that again.
1: Okay. Uh, Disney's on Disney Plus. The it's called the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it is set to premiere on September 25th. So this is actually from National Geographic. Okay. This is not like a Disney. I mean, I know Disney and like National Geographic, whatever, they're under the same umbrella. Um, But this was like a a Nat Geo thing that was made. So it's going to be a little bit different. But I was just going to read this description to you. It says, uh, it will provide an all access pass to explore the magic of nature within Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. And it's the ultimate tribute to the magnificent array of more than 300 species and 5,000 plus animals cared for by our dedicated and highly skilled team at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, they filmed this over the span of five months it's an eight-part docu-series that will introduce us to some of their their most intriguing animals and incorporate cutting-edge technology that they use oh. um, so they've done like they have some built-in gopro enclosure that they've done things to they just want to show us like all the interesting things that maybe we don't get to see yeah on a normal day and just kind of i don't know it's sort of like hey more more stuff about animal kingdom most um, if you love if you love animals i'm probably gonna love watching this
0: yeah when is um, it on but Did you say that
1: guess who's narrating oh who our fan favorite josh gad
0: oh so mr olaf
1: who doesn't love josh gad um so yeah he's gonna be the narrator of it it cuts he is going to be the narrator of. It
0: just so everyone set. knows that wasn't beth <laughs> that was just a clip of josh gad narrating this new special from that gm <laughs>
1: It is set to premiere September 25th. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be the first one, and then there's eight parts to it.
0: Got like a month. A month Y'all, to you wait. know I
1: love the animals. I got to give it up for the animals, and I want to know how they're doing, and so this is my way to find out. <laughs> <Yes>. It's, <laughs> it's pandemic. Connection. Are you guys okay? Okay, no. we're about to find out. It's
0: okay.
1: <laughs> it's all right. I don't know what five months they filmed this, but oh well.
0: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, let's anyway, so go so way history. back <laughs> for some Disney history. I got something from 2007 when the Muppet Mobile Lab debuted over at the park where this music is from, incidentally, over at Epcot. (laughs) This, of course, features some of the Muppets, Dr. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, and his assistant Beaker riding a two-wheeled rocket ship. Oh, Oh, hi, Beaker. Nice to meet you.
1: Beaker's one of my favorites.
0: And they interact with guests there. I will tell you that I don't, well, they're not doing it now, but even when they were doing it, I don't think I've ever really, like, fully seen the Muppet Mobile Lab.
1: Yes, I remember when I first saw these at Epcot, and I, like, pulled Doug over. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, this, the thing that they started at at Epcot, where they literally just go around in the, there's like a little area. Are you just turning the music up on me while I'm trying to talk?
0: No, I didn't touch it.
1: It just got really loud. Oh,
0: not over here.
1: I was like hello i'm trying to talk <laughs> anyways i love them up at mobile lab the end
0: <laughs> okay good so glad we mentioned i it.
1: haven't seen it in a while though do they still do this
0: i do, well let's say pre-pandemic i don't yes i don't think so I'm i don't know someone remember, correct me
1: I, i'm trying to remember the last time i actually saw it when we were in the park but it's,
0: been, it's been a while, while. Um, Truthfully, um okay i'm know.
1: going all the way back to 1999 because oh. we're gonna party party like it's 1999 um This is when Hollywood Scoops ice cream began serving guests at Disney World. And it says in here, I just want to point out, it says MGM Studios. Oh, hashtag not my MGM. (laughs) Um, It's located on Sunset Boulevard. If you've ever gotten ice cream from there, it's Deloish.
0: It's what now? uh,
1: It's Deloish. Okay. Hollywood Scoop stands down the road from the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So that was uh, this week, 1999. Deloish. Which I'm sure was great because it's very hot in August. Yes. So there you go. A great time for them to open. I'm sure they were like, get it together. We (laughs) need to open this. Hurry up. It's already August. But they got it together, I guess.
0: My gosh, it is August.
1: No. Speaking of August. Yeah. Let's talk about some World Traveler Trading Cove. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tell me, what does this have to do with August?
1: It has nothing to do with August. I just wanted to uh, talk about them because I finally changed out my key fob this week. And I'm real excited about it.
0: Well, change it to what?
1: It's the little things in life. I had the Space Mountain one on, and then I changed it to the Spaceship Earth green pattern. I got the oh. one that's green pattern, and I just love it so much. And it also comes with a little Mickey ear yeah, uh, on it, and I love those, too. Absolutely love it. What this guy right here, here that saying? no one that yes. no one
0: can see except for Beth right now? Yes.
1: Yes, I do love those. Um, and let's tell the people where they can get it. and how they can get a discount you
0: can find them on etsy a link to their store is in the episode description and don't forget to use the special discount code what that, park life. that the, park life the password is that park life <laughs> that park life to save a little bit of money a little bit of cash <laughs> on your uh, on your purchase there it's awesome i uh, i've been using the same one for a while now i'm loving it and it's the blue old school mickey disney pattern that you used to find on the uh, fabric inside the monorail before actually it's still there even though they renovated it love it um i've got a quote to end the episode as usual but you know what i think we do have time for some Let's yolks some okay. okay hey beth did you hear me hey, the, the world of disney you know the store at disney springs is yeah. giving away pinocchio dolls
1: i did not no did
0: yeah that. totally free no strings attached <laughs>
1: I was waiting for your sound
0: effect. <laughs> the best part is I, I was so wrapped up in the joke that I forgot to press the button. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And you only heard the drum. Good one. You only heard the, the drum.
1: Um,
0: You know, we talk a lot at work, and yeah. I overheard a story where uh, they were talking about what happened at a park, and a Disney security guard had to take a cranky child into custody the other day. Uh, you know why? why? He was resisting arrest.
1: So All right. These are total jack jokes. Okay. Keep going. They're the what worst. Else we well, you know. Wait, let's, do, let's do two more. You got two more?
0: I do have two more. Not only okay. do we talk about Disney and stuff at work, I like to do some reading on the side. And I was reading up on the survey.
1: <laughs> light reading.
0: I just am doing some light reading on the bowl. And uh, the survey was about working conditions around the parks. And I can't say that the results were good. Uh, in fact, they found that six out of seven dwarves weren't happy. Get it? Because of that. <laughs>
1: That one's my
0: favorite. <laughs> That's so silly.
1: Oh, my gosh. All right. right. Now,
0: one. this one, this one, you got to, this is like what I call a come along on this journey with me. Okay. Um, Don't get mad at me. Oh, just just laugh at it with me. OK. OK. Now, not you personally, Beth, but there are people here who do this and this is not a shot at you, but it is kind of funny. Right. OK. OK. How many Disney bloggers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, gosh. How
1: many?
0: Well Oh shoot. Please, there's already enough bloggers out there. Let's not give them anything else to do.
1: Oh (laughs) Oh, snap, you just need Oh, It's
0: not even a joke. Um don't don't No need to be a snowflake of that. I'm just joking. You can say that about podcasters, please.
1: That's very true. This
0: I is mean, true. Not so, our
1: podcast because we're so popular.
0: So popular, guys. I can barely go anywhere without people forgetting who I am. I mean, so
1: I live in South Carolina and I can't even step out of my front door. So, <laughs> if that tells you anything, <laughs> everyone knows me as the Disney blogger. The
0: Disney blogger I mean, at The oh, healthy yeah. uh, Um If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at That Park Life Podcast. Um, I... I uh, have a personal account at the Disney, Greg.
1: I also have a personal account, and <laughs> it is the Healthy Hot Mess.
0: Don't make fun of the way.
1: To, it has nothing to do with Disney. Uh, it sounds awkward every week I say it, but I'm like, you know what? I couldn't keep up with an extra Disney account, yeah. so it's my all-encompassing account.
0: Well, you know, it's a, and it's a more so of a come, window into your life than the just come Disney. Come
1: follow along. I have really good aesthetic going on right now on my page, and I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, I'm yes. glad you
0: think that. Thank so, you. So, um, Oh, I got to announce who won our... Oh um our contest from our last episode yeah so keep your eyes peeled on our instagram the day that this episode releases on tuesday and i'll announce it there um everyone who entered a guess was correct Ooh, interestingly enough so, so kind of we do have to do a, a randomizer there mm. um if you like what you heard today feel free to like and subscribe head over to itunes leave us a review over there it is greatly appreciated if you want to support what we do and have some uh, behind-the-scenes, if you wish, access via the close friends feature of Instagram. And you would have saw some things over the weekend um, over my trip. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we do, do some work stuff a lot. Usually I'll, I'll take the camera with me and, and post it on our uh, on our supporters part yes. of our Instagram. So you can visit us on Patreon or click the link in the description of this episode. And um, as I've been doing here for a while, I do have a quote from a disney character to leave you with today if you're ready that is i'm ready okay cool good i don't really know if you had another option this is uh from i think i may have done cinderella recently but this is from cindy again cindy's just coming at you again with a a, a one gem after the other cinderella said
1: i think here's what i think you should start doing okay i think that whatever quote whatever character you need to try to sound like them
0: here's what i think no (laughs) not gonna happen so This is Cinderella and she said, just because it's what's done doesn't mean it's what should be done. So feel free to re-examine your life and anything you're doing and then start making some good choices.
1: Make good choices. Make good choices. I say that that with my friends a lot.
0: (laughs) That's all from us this week. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. On the Park Life Podcast. Bye. Bye.